Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Let's go to Tampa now. Let's welcome in Evan Winner of Bucks Nation. We want to get his take on the Bucks schedule. Evan, thank you for getting up early for us and joining us. How you doing? What's up, Rob? Thanks for having me as always and hope you're doing well. I am doing great. Thanks for coming on. Do you feel any pressure defending champs opening night since 2004? The defending champ is 13 and three and the Cowboys are not an easy opponent. How are you feeling about week one? You feel good. I mean, obviously after the Super Bowl win and what Tampa Bay has done in free agency and the draft, but at the same time, it's week one. You don't know what to expect, especially with the Cowboys team coming in with a lot of unknowns in terms of, you know, offense and defense. So it's while there is pressure at the same time, you feel really good. So Tom Brady, though, he eases all of that at the end of the day. Evan, your life has obviously been made far more simple from a football fan's perspective over the last year. So we're all very happy for you. Um, what is it like to be the center of attention? Because, again, for the Cowboys, it's nothing new, right? Like, oh, you're primetime. You're the first game of the season. Uh, the Cowboys have actually been in this slot before, not as the defending Super Bowl champion, uh, but they visited the New York Giants in 2012, and they beat them. They're one of the only teams to win um, as the non-reigning champion in this slot. Uh, but it's, and again, not new for Bucks. This isn't like the Jaguars we're talking about, but still like somewhat relatively new. I mean, is it nice being, you know, the, uh, the, the kind of bell of the ball, so to speak right now. And in this moment. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I mean, <clears throat> the storylines are, are all about Tampa Bay. The week one was centered around who the Bucks were playing on the home opener. I mean, it is nice, especially being a married man, you know, that don't much, much attention doesn't come your way in that regard. So, uh, but either way, man, it, it's, it's great. Um, reminds me a lot of the 2003, 2004 seasons where a lot of, um, attention was on the bucks after they won that Super Bowl in 2002. So it is nice to bask in the glory. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at the schedule overall, and I can't help but wonder if the NFL did Tampa Bay a couple of favors here, Evan. I mean, I know the opponents obviously are not determined by the league, but I look and you've got a week nine bye, which is basically halfway through the season. That's pretty much exactly where you want it if you're Tampa Bay. They only have two games outside of the Eastern time zone all year. And one of them is the Rams game, which is in week three. Like it is setting up. And by the way, the end of the schedule is Panthers, Jets, Panthers, <laughs> which reminds me of last year when they finished up with Falcons, Lions, Falcons. Like the NFL has given the Bucks a cherry schedule. 
I don't disagree. And before everything was finalized, I think they had the fourth easiest strength of schedule coming into the schedule release. Now, there is that rough stretch from about week three to week eight. Those six games, four of them are going to be on the road. And then you've got to go to L.A. and New England back to back. But yeah, overall, man, they definitely have um, some favorable matchups and some favorable spots on the schedule in terms of matchups for sure. See, Evan, I sadly disagree with stats. Like for stats, it's like everybody but the 49ers suck. Um, so I'm here. I'm here to like offer, you know, some actual objective perspective. Um, and so because like like stats is like, oh, the NFL did Tampa huge favor, giving them the Panthers twice and the Jets. Like that's who they're supposed to play. Like that's that's not, you know, like a gift by any means. Yeah, but all three in a row. Right. That's how you close out your season. Like if sure. they're competing for a number one seed, they got to play the Panthers twice, Sam Darnold twice and the Jets. Sure. Wow. Not, not disputing that. But so um, so the Cowboys will also play on two. Well, actually, the Cowboys will play on three Thursdays. But the Cowboys, just like the Buccaneers, will get the mini buy twice coming off of the season opener. And then their Thursday night football game, the Cowboys play on Thursday night the week after Thanksgiving. So that's two Thursdays in a row. But uh, but their opponents following their mini buys are the Chargers after the opener. And then on the road in Washington after their actual Thursday night game after Thanksgiving. And so I think those are really like if I had to pick two spots that I would want the mini buy to land before it would be before those two games versus Tampa. You get your mini buys before Atlanta at home. Both of the Cowboys games in questions are on the road. Um, so Atlanta at home. Yeah, Atlanta. Like I certainly believe they're the second best team in the division. But still, I don't know that they're a, a big threat or a big challenge to the Bucks ultimately. And then their second mini buy is Chicago at home. Mm-hmm. That's the team they get. So like both of their games after the mini buys come at home, I would rather those be road contests because you theoretically do have an advantage. And they're against the Falcons and the Bears. Like I feel like the Bucks got jobbed here. So like, yeah, stats. I mean, you know, get off the Bucks back a little bit here. I don't know. Do you agree, Ed? I mean, yeah, to an extent. And Atlanta, I mean, if we remember the week 14 matchup last year, they had, they were kicking the Bucks butt all up and down the field for that first half, 17 nothing lead. And then Chicago beat them. So these are two teams that kind of have a formula. Obviously, the uh, Falcons also being in the same division, but they know how to beat this team. So, yeah, man, I mean, those are definitely not um, easy matchups whatsoever. I do think, though, having the entire offseason, well, technically not the entire offseason, but you know, a good amount of time to prepare for Dallas and then having those extra 10 days before Atlanta certainly help. But yeah, definitely, definitely a lot harder than what it seems on the surface. But overall, I think stats is right, man. When you look at the, when you look at the last three games and then you combine that just with their overall schedule, um, if they can get through those first, that that's week three to week eight stretch, if they can come out three and three, four and two, they'll, they'll be in good shape the rest of the year. Did you hear that RJ? I just want to make sure. Did you hear what he said? (laughs) I think he he said at the very beginning that I had a point. And that's after that I blacked out, honestly. Um, I mean, so it is what it is. Uh, but I mean, again, I, I just feel like there should be, and this isn't like specifically the Bucks, there should be staples. Like every team should play on the road after their buy and things like that. Like these these aren't like difficult variables to inject into like the overall formula, if that makes sense. And Are so you it, nuts? What are that- you not? Do you know how hard it is to make the schedule? Do you know that since they added the extra game, the extra game had a lot, do you to know do how it. many possibilities there are. There are one. The number of possibilities is one followed by 20 zeros. It's so big. I don't even know what that actual number is called. It's not easy to just plug in these rules and make the schedule RJ. 
Like I tried to, I'm commissioner in one of my fantasy football leagues and I used to try to set the schedules to a certain way. Dude, it would take me like four hours just to do that. So I can only imagine what it's like to do a full NFL schedule. Well, actually along those lines, what's the, um, what's the, like, if you're, if you're a fan of like streaming defenses or if you're like, you're not going to stream any bucks like skill player, but like in that specific case, the bucks aren't necessarily like a good, you know, question for this because the defense is awesome. But what's the softest point beside, cause the end is also like the end, like at that point, like your fantasy season, if you're playing in week 17 or 18, I guess, um, you know, what are you doing? But, and if you're doing that as commissioner, Evan, we got to have a talk, but either way, um, <laughs> what is, what is the point where like, if you had to stream the bucks defense for a month based on the schedule, what is the, point you like the most oh that's a good question so did you hear that stats a good question <laughs> looking question. at your yeah, schedule you man i would honestly i would take those last three games or that last month you got new orleans you got carolina you've got the jets and then you've got carolina um new orleans we don't know if it's going to be i mean i think it's going to be Taysom hill obviously that could change it's the nfl he'd get hurt whatever on down the line we don't know what's going to be going on at quarterback there they've also had some adjustments to be made on that roster but yeah looking at that um that one or i think a close second would be the washington giants indianapolis and atlanta stretch obviously you're going against ryan fitzpatrick daniel jones carson wentz i mean those three guys right there uh they could definitely give some points to a streaming defense but if i'm locking in something right now i'm going that last month of the schedule Last one for me, and this is kind of a, just a bigger picture question, not really related to the schedule. The Bucks. I mean, we've all made a big deal about how they're bringing everybody back. All 22 starters from the Super Bowl are going to be back this year, and they're just going to try and, and run it back. That traditionally has not worked in the NFL. Does that do you say, hey, we're that damn good. Let's go for it. We have Tom Brady. Or do you say, mm, I'm a little nervous here? Overall, I'm happy. I'm excited. I think it's going to work. Um, but there is just me being the objective person and all of this trying to parse through everything. There is some worry because a lot of these guys that are key pieces of this offense and defense are a little bit older. They're longer in the tooth. If there's not, there's, there's still some questionable death issues with the team. Um, and Tampa Bay has had outrageously good injury luck over the last two years. So eventually that levy is going to break at some point. Um, and then when you push, like like I was, we were talking about earlier before I come on, when, you, when you're pushing the money back in these deals like they've been doing this offseason, it definitely has a recipe to get interesting if things don't go their way. But right now, you got to feel good about it, especially how with how the team was clicking over the last six and a half weeks of the season. My last one, Evan, um, kind of similar to stats is, but better. Um, we're in a competitive mood today, if, uh, if that it. wasn't obvious. But um, I have a buddy who's a, a Denver Broncos fan, and we had this conversation in 2016, the year after the Broncos won the Super Bowl and, and didn't successfully defend it. And kind of a really similar situation, obviously, like all-time great quarterback, you know, signs with the team, whatever, blah, blah. Um, and he was so pissed that they were so bad the following year. And we had this conversation. I was like, dude, like I've been wandering as a Cowboys fan in this wilderness for a long time. Like you, you just like your team just won the Super Bowl. Like you've got like a five year window before you're allowed to be like upset about anything. And so obviously you want to see the Bucks repeat as champions. Like obviously you want to see them have success. But like if if the bottom fell out this season, like. Would you really like at the end of it, if they were four and 13, hypothetically, would you really be like devastated or would you be like, you know what? We, we had our moment and yeah, this sucks, but like, it's a whole lot better than it used to be. Oh, hundred percent. And by the way, hearing four and 13 still is just so, oh, weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, yeah. but Hey, I, I, kudos, man. Cause I would have said four and 12, but anyway, um, 
yeah, you'd still be okay at the end of the day because they have a plan. They have a direction. They know what they want. They know what they're doing with this roster. So if Tom Brady goes down, obviously, you know, you're throwing your cards out the window anyways. Um, but yeah, man, if they, if the bottom are just to fall out and unless it's just obvious mismanagement, you know, something just obviously went wrong, then still feeling good after the end of the year. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.